Welcome to Set That Bitch Free, the Your Inner Babe podcast. Today's guest is Chicago-based. She's a comedian. She's a spirituality coach, a fashion influencer, a fellow podcaster, a writer, but she refers to herself as a dope-ass mom. She helps people find their purpose and their freedom to embrace their inner dopeness. And I mean, we're pretty damn aligned with helping others break free and finding their inner babe, dopeness. You catch my drift. But Andrea, hi. I'm so excited to have hi. you here. Thank you for having me on. I'm so excited. Um, I mean, I I was just saying to her, I, I mean, I have horrible lighting in my closet. It's It's unacceptable. And I can actually see her, which is like the best part about... Um, this interview, but she's beautiful and like super dope. So I can't wait to hear about this dopeness. I'm yeah, I'm excited. We can we can I think we can work on your lighting in your closet. Mine, yeah, we'll we'll get it we'll get it figured out. Yeah, you can like consult me on some For pictures. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but tell me, I mean, I say this all the time. I'm like super obsessed with giving people space to share their story. So I would love to know your story. Okay, awesome. Well, I love it when people give me space to share my story. And that's such a gift that you have to be able to do that. I feel so, like it is. Yeah. Um, well, so I have just a little background about me. I live in Chicago. I have two kids. Um, and I started going to um about when my daughter turned one year old. I'll just tell you like where I start I guess started to discover yeah. my inner dopeness. Um, because I feel like we're all we've always been dope. We just kind of lose sight of it. Um, so I started to lose sight of it when my daughter, I had my daughter at 28 and I reached out, I was looking online and I reached out to a life coach. That's when I started, you know, kind of getting into that spiritual journey part of my life. And it was, yeah, it was about 10 years ago. And I don't know, I just felt lost. I didn't feel nothing was wrong. You know, like all the boxes had been checked. I, um, had gotten married. I had a baby, I had a career that I was okay with. It just, I don't know, something was just felt like it was missing. And so I, I got a coach and I started coaching with her and I, you know, started to discover some things about myself. And then I asked her where she had gotten her education. I was like, you're amazing. Like, where did you get this education? She told me I went to this uh, school in California and I got my master's in spiritual psychology. So that's when I started. Actually, I started traveling to California when my daughter was two and my son had just been born. So when I look back on it, like it was kind of nutty to like be going to California. Uh, it was a program that was uh, made for working adults. It was once a month for two years. So it was like a weekend a month. So I would commute there and that's sort of where I just started learning. And then in our second year, we had to do a project that was like really meaningful to us. And, you know, some people picked gardening and some people would always wanted to ice skate. It was crazy. Like what people's like deep inner desires were to discover through themselves. And mine was comedy. And that's when I started doing the stand up. So that's kind of how I've always, it's, it's a weird combination, but it's not so weird. It's like, that's where I started the spiritual side and then the comedian. Um, and that's kind of how I started with the comedy. And then I kept going with that. And then, you know, inevitably, I think when we, um, go for our passion or go for our calling, our stuff comes up, mm -hmm. you know, like our resistance and our issues come up. And so that was sort of the point of the program was, okay, here's something that you've always wanted to do. Why haven't you done it? What's this resistance about? And then using those tools to sort of work through it. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I, I can relate to that big time. I mean, I was a performer and so I hear that for sure. And 
as far as, you know, resistance goes and that sort of plays into labels and we all like label ourselves and put these titles on ourselves. And so it's almost restricting. They make up our identity or what we call our, you know what I'm saying? So how would, how would you describe yourself today then having gone through that program, being who you are, being a mom, like, how would you describe yourself? I would describe myself now as free Mm. before, like you just said, like I was a mom, I was a wife, I was a a daughter. I I think someone would describe me 10 years ago as like someone who was very laid back and accommodating, you know, so much so that I was sort of, I don't know, self-abandoning might be a little strong, but kind of. And so I was a people pleaser. So actually, I think that comedy was the perfect route for me because you can't do comedy and be a people pleaser at the same time. You're on stage, you're speaking your opinions, you have, you know, thoughts on things. And for me, that was really uncomfortable. So in addition to, you know, being on stage and being nervous, it was nerve wracking for me to also show people that I had opinions Mm -hmm. and, you know, my own thoughts about things because I was so much a people pleaser. So it doesn't surprise me that that was my path, you know, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. No, absolutely. It's like all these labels that we put ourselves or put onto ourselves end up putting us in this box. Right. And then I like to get underneath that box and be like, what's really underneath it all. And I feel like comedy strips it away. It's like, you're going up and you're like, open in the box and you're like, this is what's it, you know? Completely. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think, I mean, not everyone gets that opportunity to really strip themselves of everything and go up there and just be and share themselves and their opinions and all of that. Like, what is your, your stand up routine these days? So it's still, well, when I started, it was, you know, they always say like, pick something that like you're, you're going through well, it depends on the comedian, but I talk about my life. So at the time I was talking about being, you know, a mom of two young kids traveling back and forth. Like that was what most of my comedy was around. I think as I've grown as a comedian, I'm able to go more into the pain of things that I've experienced in my life because comedy is pain, you know, or what is it? Comedy is tragedy plus time. Totally. So I think that's a lot of what I'm exploring now is how can I kind of take the human experience, which, you know, my pain isn't so different than anyone else's, although it might come in different situations or whatever it is. I think it's very much like the human condition and making that funny. And I think that's why someone like me, or I don't know, we just have sort of a leg up over like the comedians that are like 20, Mm -hmm. you know, and really haven't they're talking about how they got drunk the other night. Or, <laughs> right, you know, right. It's sort of like, that's just not funny, you know? Yeah, you like lived life. Yeah. yeah. So I did, while it felt really vulnerable as a woman and as a mother to be on stage, like it, it was also sort of my superpower, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. How often are you performing now? I'm not performing as much as I'd like, um, but, you know, now I'm sort of setting up situations. I also don't love being in bars, you know, like, I don't like that vibe. So I set up situations basically where I can go and sort of curate my crowd, Uh (laughs) if that makes sense. Totally. So I like to go to like hotels or like kind of invite my friends and have these like fun nights out. Yeah, no, I can relate to that because I still sing. Like I Uh know it's not my career by any means, but I still sing every week. And um, 
my voice teacher is always like, you got to take this to Davenport. So you have to take this to a bar and you got to get up on stage. And I'm like, that's like not, yeah, so that would be great. And I probably will do that because it will stretch me in yeah, some way. Yeah. And it is super vulnerable to put yourself out there like that. But I prefer to curate the crowd too. Mm-hmm. I mean, why wouldn't you want that? That's probably why we like Instagram. <laughs> We like we like curated things for sure. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's the sense of having control over. Correct. Yeah. Even though you get up on stage, you don't necessarily have control. You don't know how it's going to go. But so, tell us about your career journey. Obviously, like we know that you went from school into comedy and all of that. But I would just love to know, like, how you got to where you are today. So before I had kids, I was working, but not in jobs that I like really loved or really like resonated with me. So I got my degree in English. I, you know, I worked, I mean, I, my career past is hilarious. Like I worked at the most hilarious jobs. Where'd you work? Like I worked at this place called Great Expectations. It was like this like dating place from like the eighties. Like, you know, where they had like those like books where you like flip through profiles uh-huh. and you're like is are these people even like actually members and it was, it was in like the hand- before it was tender. yeah it was like in the Hancock building like we had this like beautiful office and guys would come in I feel so bad and I would <laughs> sell them memberships you know like I was like a cute you know 20 something year old girl and I would come in and they'd have a meeting and I'd flip through the books with them and then like sell them this outrageous package to like join I hope at least one of them fell in love <laughs> They found love in a hopeless place. Yeah. So that was one of my funny jobs. I worked at the Wrigley company, you know, the Wrigley gum company. Uh Um, I worked a lot in HR and I worked just like kind of administrative stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I didn't really find what I really loved doing until I went back to get my master's degree. That's kind of where it hit me like a ton of bricks was like, I wanted to help people. I wanted to, you know, as I think you can probably attest to this, like as you start to discover your light and your worth, you naturally, I think, want to help other people do the same. And so, but I kept thinking like, well, what, you know, what is comedy really doing? Like this is, it it didn't really align for me until I'd say in the last couple of years, how it's more of who I am, you know, in the world than what I do necessarily. Totally. So, yeah. I just got chills because I do group coaching on Monday nights. And this week I was talking to them specifically about how like the world we live in is backwards. It's like we have this concept that we just like have to have it all to like be able to do everything we want to do. And then like if we do everything we want to do, then we can just like be happy. You right, know, but in right. reality, it's like just be. Yeah. You, right. Exactly as you are. And then you'll be able to do all that you want to do and deserve to do. And then you will have all that you deserve to have. Exactly. So it's it's like the opposite of like have, do, be. It's be, do, have. Right. And we're so taught the other way. Like have this, this, and this, and then you can be happy. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so about finding exactly like you said, your light and then shining that light so that it gives permission to other people to do the same. Right. Right. Exactly. Be so yourself that other people feel safe to be themselves. Exactly. Yep. That's the most beautiful thing. And I hope that that's what I do. I I get people, you know, I know that that's what I'm doing because people DM me and say, I just think that I give people the courage. For sure. Because I'm not special. You know, there's nothing that is different about me. I just think that I, I don't know, my ability to be humiliated (laughs) is pretty high. (laughs) I mean, I don't know what, like to look stupid. I guess I have a really high tolerance for looking stupid. 
Uh-huh. I mean, I also think you are special, but I do think we're all, we're all different, but the same, right. you know, and, and I know exactly what you're saying. I mean, you're just willing to put yourself out there and you're not afraid of what's going to happen if you do right. necessarily. I mean, I am, but it's like, because you're human. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do it anyway, I guess. So everything you do, like the combination of spirituality, coaching and comedy and being a writer and a podcast host and an influencer and a dope ass mom and a wife, like you really, you do it all. Um, and I'm just very curious how you have the fucking time to do it all. I I don't know. I think some days I'm better than other. You know, it's like I do it all, but not all, all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's like some days I'm working all day and I'm a really shitty mom. Or, you know what I mean? It's like it's I don't know that I believe in balance. I think it's sort of overall, like if you instead of taking my life day by day, it's like, over a month, what am I, where's the balance in that? So it's like, if I see that I'm out three times this week for work, I try to stay home the next week and be with my kids. It's just, it's more of like an overall, kind of like a diet, you know, it's like not what you eat day to day. I think it's like looking at the whole year, the whole month and kind of saying, okay, this is where I'm feeling imbalanced and just kind of being aware of it and then trying to like make it more even. And also like, I think focusing on like what's really going to matter when, you know, my life comes to an end, like what do I want people to say about me? You know, that helps me. It's not going to be how many likes I had on Instagram. It's not going to be, you know, did I please this brand by going to this event? It's more like the relationships and the connections and the, yeah. Human connection is key. Yes. And I feel unhappy when I don't have that. Like I feel, you know, I notice if I start to feel that it's like, okay, I need to up that a little bit. I need to see my soul friends. I need to spend more time with my kids. I need to do this. So Mm -hmm. did you ever imagine you would be where you are today? No, (laughs) no. I knew, like, I think I had a feeling that like, I don't know. I think I had a feeling that I would do something similar. I just had a trust in that, but I would never have put like this package on it. That makes sense. Did anything substantial get in your way over the years or like any obstacles that you faced? For sure. Like there are so many times where I felt like, why don't I, why can't I just be happy with like being a mom, you know, like, or just staying at home or it's like, you know, working for yourself is like so much, it's just so, I don't know. It's like a different thing than having to answer to somebody else because no one cares if you don't do, I mean, like people care, but like no one's breathing down your neck to get these things done. So it's, it takes a lot of discipline. And I think part of how I kind of cultivated that is through my program. They really taught us to kind of like trust ourselves again and made it a point. Like if you had a meet, like I would never not show up to this call because you are wait, you're counting on me. It's like, how many times do we, you know, meet a friend somewhere, but then we're so easy to make a promise to ourselves and then break it. Kind of like building that trust up again with myself. So now it really does feel like, oh, I'm, I said I would do this. I'm going to do it. Even if I'm the only person that knows. Yeah. And I mean, I definitely confuse being an entrepreneur. Like I confuse discipline and overworking. Yeah. You know, like I, I had this epiphany yesterday actually, where I, I mean, I left my therapy session and then I happened to do like a 
a medium channeling set. Like it was just a day of like a lot of themes. And yeah. the main theme was how I need to slow down. Yeah. And my fear, I think the reason I book myself back to back to back, it's like I have a podcast interview and then I have a break for 20 minutes and then I have clients back to back to back. And then I do admin work. I think I do that because I am afraid of not. I'm afraid if I give myself the space, then like I may never start again. Mm -hmm. And there's nobody there who's like holding me accountable besides myself. But it's exactly like you're saying this year of 2020 for me specifically is like about trust. Yeah. Like I just want to trust myself that not only am I capable that I know, but I'm, I'm okay to slow down. Yeah. That's huge. Do you, did you do anything? Like once you had that epiphany, did you do anything to like are you going to take more breaks? Are you like have any like plan to make that happen? Or are you? Yeah, no, I think so. I, on Wednesdays I sing for an hour, but oh, I, I think it's yeah. like, I need to do something similar, something to recharge me and fuel me, even if it's for 10 minutes each day. Yeah. So whether it's literally dancing in my apartment, like throwing on my favorite song, like just belting like this, like I love Moulin Rouge, the movie and the, oh, it came out of my too. shuffle. Yeah. Yeah. I was like belting it yesterday. I was like, okay, like maybe this is it, you know, but um, my plan is to do something of the sort for at least 10 minutes a day. day. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. But how would you say, or what would you say is your favorite part about what you do? I think it's the community that I've formed. I really have a great group of people who I feel like, I don't know. I've always felt in the past, not not in the past five years or so, but before that, like I always felt like kind of an outsider. And I feel like with this community, like I found the like-minded people who we can all sort of appreciate each other for our differences and our sameness. And it's fun and it's joyful. And I get DMs from people. And that just makes my day when people DM me and say, this is weird, but it's like, no, it's never weird. Like it always makes me feel amazing. It always, you know, lifts me up. So I had a follower reach out to me yesterday. I've never met her in person. Or sorry, she reached out to me Monday and she was like, I know this is going to sound weird, but I just felt like I had the sixth sense that like you just weren't having a good day. You just keep popping into my thoughts. And I was like, that's was so spot on. Like Monday was a, a rough day for me. And it's just crazy how this online community can be so impactful. I, and I love that. Totally. I always say, I mean, the online community with Instagram specifically is just, a, it's such a blessing and a curse for sure. For me, you know, like, Same. I, yeah, yeah like I, I, my business would be nothing without it. It gives me the platform and the ability to like spread my mission, but there are some downfalls, but then there are moments like that where you're like, wow, okay. Right. You know, this is worth it. This is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Completely. It's like making these connections. Yeah. I agree so much. Yep. It's also hard, you know, it's hard for me to manage like the time I spend on it, the rabbit holes that can happen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm trying to get better at that because it's definitely can be such a time suck and it can be a source of like negativity. And I don't know. I I definitely, that is what I reach for whenever I'm feeling something that I don't want to feel. It's like, where's my Instagram? You know, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, a way to numb out for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm like that with online shopping though. So like, I don't know which is worse. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's like all of a sudden these like boxes show up and I'm like, fuck, I'm like <laughs> I did it again. You're like, dang it. 
I don't even remember doing that. <laughs> my husband's like, huh? And I'm like, what? Um, You're like, oh, did but, I order that? That's so weird. I must have been sleeping. Um, how have you changed, though, like since you embraced your inner dopeness? I love that, by the way. Um, I think I'm just more bold. Uh-huh. And I was going to say not on the surface, like not on the surface. I mean, like in as a woman and and emotionally. I know. I feel like, I guess that's sort of like an avatar, right? Like, and I think sometimes when I'm having a rough day or I'm not feeling so much like a dope ass mom, I can say, well, how would dope ass mom respond? You know what I mean? It's sort of like, she is part of me. She's not all of me. It's like she's my, it's almost like she's my higher self. Uh If that makes sense. You're true. Um, Yeah. So I, I don't know. I feel like she's just, she's bold, you know, not a people pleaser at all, but still kind and compassionate and I don't know, balanced and just fun. You know, like that's, that's always been a part of me. I just think giving a name to it just makes it a lot stronger. Absolutely. It's like tangible. Yeah. It's sort it's more motivating that way too. I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Especially if it has like a name like inner babe or uh-huh. dope. It, you know, it's like, yeah. you don't want to just like call her Sheila, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I know. Not that there's I, anything. I don't know why I said Sheila. Any, no, any name. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I always think about like, oh, what would like if the inner babe, if I like, if we put a name to her, you know, I never like ask people to put a name to her, but like, I don't know. Sheila's like, that's an epic name. Sheila, for, Karen, for Andrea, so Jack. Yeah. yeah. Like Becky. I don't know. Yeah. You know, like whatever, but yeah. who inspires you? Um, I mean, so other than Sheila, Sheila, um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I thought about that. Um, you mean like, like celebrities or like, what are we talking here? Honestly, anyone. I feel like I just get inspired, like, by parts of things. So uh we could say what inspired. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, I get inspired by, like, nature. Mm -hmm. I get inspired by anything that's just, like, innately beautiful in in of itself, you know? Like, I get inspired by people's stories, I think, more than anything. When someone is vulnerable enough to share something that is meaningful to them, I find that really inspiring. Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah. Movies, TV shows, like anything there where I just feel that the juices start going, you know, like, oh, like it's exciting. And it's like, yeah, I want to, I, you know, I don't want to create exactly that, but that, that gets my mind moving. Yeah. No, totally. I mean, I just launched um, my biweekly podcast series, Dear Inner Babe, which is like, giving people the platform to share their story, to write in almost like a modern day advice column. Oh, I love that. Write in and share your story because I think there is nothing more inspiring and healing than yeah. hearing like, other people. That's why I'm obsessed with it. I, like I love it too. Advice. Yeah. I, yeah. Just, I think, I think we, it's so scary and super vulnerable, but if you allow it to be inspiring mm-hmm. and you allow yourself to feel empowered by you know, the hurdles you've crossed or any like misstep you've made or whatever, failure, anything. Um, it could be actually so freeing. So freeing. So, yeah. yeah. So I'm totally, I'm similar. I'm inspired by things and people, but, but like nature's huge. Yeah. I totally agree. It's just, I mean, Chicago, it's a little bit harder to. I know. I know. Yeah. But anytime I go somewhere where it's just like, so, I mean, I just, I don't know, like a sunset that's so cheesy. 
but like a sunset or a sunrise or an ocean, like it's just so clear to me that there's something higher at work. Like, I'm just like, how, like, look at this beauty. Like this is, how could there not be? Yeah. And when you said like, what are you going to do to like create that space for yourself or whatever to slow down? Like my initial thoughts are always nature, but obviously right now it's 36 and like icy. So like, no, maybe not today, but I am going to Florida and I'll step in the water, you know, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, what would you say you're most proud of that you've accomplished thus far? I think I'm most proud of the person I'm becoming. You know, I'm proud of my platform. I'm proud of my podcast. Um, but I think really I'm most proud of allowing myself to become having the courage having the, you know, mostly the courage to face those things that I didn't want to look at, or I felt ashamed of, or I felt scared of, and just being like, no, like, you know, there's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing that different about me. And just having the courage to sort of walk through those things. And then, you know, I I believe we're all, I'm not, I haven't arrived, you know, (laughs) I'm still becoming, but just giving myself that permission to take the time, to take the space, to invest in myself, to invest in my growth, to, it's not a normal thing, you know, for a lot of people. I think it's an uncomfortable thing to say, well, this, this coaching program costs, you know, X amount of money. I can't spend that. And it's like, who, what, what are you going to spend it on? Like, that's the most important thing. So I've invested a, a bit of money into this and I, you know, it's like, but I think at the end of the day, I feel like I'm worth it. And that's why I'm able to do that. Yeah. And fear is really what gets us in the way. I mean, gets in the way of us becoming, you know, like fear of being seen or. Yeah. And when's a time that fear really stood in your way? Would you say? Um, I mean, definitely before going on stage for the first time. I mean, I was paralyzed with fear. That's the time where I just like really felt it in my body. I, you know, I still have a hard time having uncomfortable conversations with people that I need, know I need to have. Like, that's not an easy thing for me because at the end of the day, everybody wants to be liked, but I really want to be liked. You know, there's people with varying degrees of that. And that's definitely one of my things. So to have that, um, actually had a coach tell me that I should think of it as carefrontation. Mm. instead of confrontation. I like that. Because it's like you care about this. You know, if I care about a relationship or a person, but it's not working for me in the way that I want it to, to have that conversation is super hard for me. So anytime I have to do that, I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) for days probably, but I, I still do it. You know, it's just the first few times I probably stumbled a little bit, but I'm getting better at it. Yeah. I like those little shifts. I like carefrontation yeah isn't carefrontation great yeah yeah my um my my I was like always a really big hypochondriac I mean like I still am um but I'm getting better yeah. but I remember my internist once upon a time was like I'm like I'm such a hypochondriac and he was like no you're health aware yeah and I'm like okay what a positive flip like, I love that um so I just like those little shifts those make it almost easier to to take on for sure I would say are your kids funny they are, thankfully. <laughs> thankfully. I don't know what I would do if they weren't. They're they're really funny. Um they both What are their names? Um Anna and Max. Cute. Yeah, they both have really good, really fun, outgoing, you know, personalities. And I do feel so blessed to have that because 
I don't know what I would do if they were like boring. <laughs> <laughs> I know you'd be like, I'd be I like, Ugh. I mean, it definitely comes with its, uh, you know, cons. Like they're hard to parent and they're strong willed and they're, you know, don't listen so much. But I would take that over the other way any day. What do they, What do they think your job is? Like, what do they think mommy does? They, I mean, I think that they think it's just total, you know, I don't think they believe it, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, mommy posts on Instagram or, you know, cause I'm, I'm on my phone a lot because of that. So that's something that I have to be aware of that, you know, they see me on my phone, but then I'm like, it's for work. So I've tried to limit it when they come home from school to sort of, you know, okay, I'm not going to be on my phone from five to you know, when they go to bed, but that doesn't always work. But I think uh, my daughter said this morning in the car on the way to school, she's like, I think it's funny that I can say ass because <laughs> I can say dope ass. And I, was like, <laughs> I forget that that's kind of a bad word, I guess. Uh-huh. I don't know, but I don't think of it as a, a bad word anymore. It's it's a donkey. Yeah. Um, but also, no, I'm similar with, I mean, set that bitch free. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> right. That's not like, the cleanest word there is. But. Right. It, it describes it perfectly though. Mm-hmm. Totally. Like the it, essence it of it. Yeah. 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 And same with dope ass mom. Yeah. I mean, like a hundred percent. I always wonder, I mean, like I don't have the greatest, I have a mouth I would say, and I've had to get much better about over swearing just yeah. because you know, it's not becoming of me. Right. But I always wonder like when I have kids, like, will I be able to just censor or will it, it will it be a free for all? I, yeah, I struggle with that. I do swear. I try not to like, I've called them assholes before, you know, like, I'm like, <laughs> but yeah, for sure. it's what they are being, you know what I uh-huh. mean? Like, but I don't, I guess I don't overly swear, but some people might think that that's, I, I don't, I cannot imagine my mom ever saying that to me. So yeah. Where did your sense of style come from? I don't know. That's a really good question. I, I think it just sort of developed. I love, I think it's just an extension of my personality. Like I love colors and patterns and textures and I'm very much like a more is more is more is more. And so it just, I think it's just an extension of that. Like my home is very decorated, very brightly and prints. You can see, I mean, you can kind of see in my closet, like I've got the stripes. So I kind of dress the same way. I think it's just an extension of my kind of bright personality. Mm -hmm. Totally. I would say, I think truthfully, someone's home really says so much about their personality. Yeah. I do. I mean, mine does at least. It's like, I have that, those neutral, like modern, like matte blacks and like whites, but then I have bright colors and like a mix of photography and I'm like super into art. And I feel like that, my, my home is me. Yeah. You know, for sure. Yeah. I was actually looking at your feed cause I was going to send over like some photos of myself that sort of matched your aesthetic. Oh, I appreciate and that. So, yeah, of so course. Much. <laughs> How thoughtful is of that? Of course. So I, and I see your feed as like a represent, I'm imagining that's what your home looks like. You know, I can see like the whole picture and I think that's a, a sign of good branding and also like <laughs> someone that just knows themselves. Uh-huh. So yeah. I think also it takes, like, if I think back to all my homes over time, like, as I've gotten closer and closer to the connection with myself, the 
more cohesive everything I think Absolutely. Is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like very easy for you to look at a color palette and be like, that's me versus a color palette being like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, so true. And moods and, and all of that. Um, do you style all your own shoots? No. Well, so I have, so Tally, um, shout out to Tally Kogan. Um, she is like someone that comes over and she, cause I, so here's my thing. I'm really great at knowing what I like. I know how I want the end result to be. What my strength is not in is necessarily putting it together. So I, I'll be attracted to things, but then like, so Tally will come over and be like, oh, I like this with this. Like I just, my brain doesn't operate that way. And so I have help, you know, like she'll come, not everything I wear, obviously, but she'll come over a few times and just like, oh, you should wear this with this. And I love that because, you know, someone else doing that really helps me. Then I can say, oh, well, if this was with this, then I can put this with this. And it's sort of like, it's, I don't know, it's just not my like strong point. And the same with my house. Like I had a designer because I could see where I wanted to go. I just couldn't get there necessarily. Totally. No, I, I completely hear that. And I love help. I am not, I'm like, I will take all the help in the world. I would have someone to put my shoes on for me in the morning <laughs> if I could afford it. Like, <laughs> no, I, I mean, listen, I, I don't think ever asking for help in any area is, is wrong. By no, any but means. some people have a hard time with that. Yeah, no, for sure. That's not one do. of my cruxes. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say? Okay, fine. What would you say is one of your cruxes what's something that's hard for you to do I don't I am so optimistic about everything it's like sometimes probably ridiculous how much of a bright side I see to things like I probably sometimes don't see the reality in things if that I have a hard time seeing things for what they are sometimes because I'm so freaking optimistic that sounds like a like cop out job interview question. No, no, no. I, it did make me think of like, what's your biggest weakness? And it's like, yeah. I'm just like, so organized. Like, it's like no, painful sometimes. I am not organized. <laughs> that, so that's one thing. I'm really not great at details. So I'm not great at keeping track of, um, you know, I formed an LLC. I'm not great at keeping track of everything. I'm, you know, not an organized person innately. And so that I struggle with those things and it's same with like details. Like I'll forget things at my kid's school or I'll just forget things will just slip right out of my head. So I have to be extra careful, like to like, I'll put things on my calendar, but then I won't check my calendar. You know, it's like things like that. So that is not my human being. Yeah. Shocker. Yeah. Okay, fine. What is it? Cause similar to what we said in the beginning, we like, put these labels on ourselves. We fit ourselves into these boxes. And a lot of the time, the things that we attach to ourselves are weaknesses. It's like, well, I'm not really good at this. Or I'm, I mean, you just said I'm really optimistic, but like, what is one of your, I think we often focus on weakness and not necessarily strength. So like, what is other than being super optimistic, like what is one of your greatest strengths? Uh, I think I'm really good at making people feel comfortable. So I'm really good at talking. I can talk to anyone I can immediately connect with people. I I think I'm compassionate um, with people. And so I think that makes me like a great, I think I'm a great friend or like a great, I think I'm a good mom. You know, it's like, I listen. I, that's definitely one of my strengths is like that human to human connection. Yeah. I would say that's probably my biggest one. I mean that, yes, I'm funny, but I don't know. It's, I think 
what makes me successful in what I do is not necessarily that I'm funny, but that I can sort of, and it's also kind of like the people pleasing thing, you know, it's almost like, it's like the two sides of it. It's like, if I fall too much into it, it's like, I'm people pleasing. It's like, I really have to kind of tip the scale and, and keep the balance because it's like a, I don't know. I'm like doing, no, your listeners can't see, but I'm doing this thing with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. No, I, I, yeah, I totally hear that. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yeah. I think a lot of the time, I don't know, I'll speak for myself, but I'm doing the pendulum thing now too. So it's like, we are one way. And then in order to end up in the middle, which is where like the sweet spot is for most things, we kind of have to go to the other end of the spectrum initially right. to like, pull, you know, to pull ourselves I'm trying to think of like something that I do. Um, okay. For example, like I, um, I get really, I'm like super Im- impulsive when it comes to my emotions. So like if, if a family member or something is going through something, my initial reaction is to like save it or to like jump in and like make sure it's all okay. Mm-hmm. And when I realized that was like such a codependent behavior, I sort of like flipped to the other end of the pendulum and was like, well, I don't even care. You know, when it's like, obviously I cared, but I had to get myself all the way on the other side to end up in the middle, which is like, I do care, but I also don't have to drop everything and put out the fire. Like that's always my job. Right. Yeah. That's so good. It's like, it's almost like boundaries, but like having too tight of boundaries, like nothing comes in having, you know, too loose of boundaries, like it's like the screen door. I think it's the screen door analogy where it's like, you want to have a screen door. So there's like that filter. You don't want to be a closed door and you don't want to leave your door wide open. It's sort of like, let's all be screen doors. Speaking of doors, people, opportunities happen for, or good things happen for people who walk through the door. What is the saying? Why can't I think of it? I don't know. Every, for every closed door. (laughs) Opportunities happen. What the fuck? Opportunity knocks. Yeah, something, whatever. There's some door analogy that like I literally can't think of right now. But I was going to say, what is something that you want for yourself? Or what is an opportunity that you hoped or intend to achieve in 2020? Or oh, like bring to, like, one. you know, because I think yeah. with ma- like people focus on manifestation, but, you know, I, I, it's more about being just like crystal clear on what you want for sure. yourself. So, like, what do you want for yourself in this next year? I, so I'm writing a pilot for Ooh. a team. And this is something I've wanted to do for so long. It's literally been living inside of me. So I'm writing that. And I I would just, that would just be my dream. It's to see that come to life in some way. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is so cool. Can you tell us what it's about? Or is it like a secret? It's not a secret. It's about my life, but in a way that um, I've always, I've lived a life that I feel like has always felt like a show. Like, I'm like, am I on T? Like, is this, this really just happen? And I think that that's for a reason. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know the person who created, um, the person who created Seinfeld, Seinfeld, um, he, so they, for their episodes, like their writers, what would happen is they basically just hire new writers all the time. They'd cycle through writers, use all their stories, and then basically get a new crop of writers and they would use their stories. So I think, you know, human beings are such storytellers that it comes naturally. And I just happen to feel like my life has been a series of just hilarious events. And so it's about my life and it's about like the people around me. And what I've come to is it's sort of kind of about the imperfection underneath the perfection. 
that we all are kind of living this, like it looks great, but then on some level we're all sort of falling apart (laughs) to varying degrees. And some of us are managing it well and some of us aren't. And it's sort of about all that. So, yeah. I mean, my favorite piece of advice that I ever got was from my grandma and she told me actually right before I started your inner babe, which was a handful of years ago, she was the reason I started. And she looked at me and was like, you have to really work with women. Like, this is your thing. Like I can see it in you, you light up. And I was like, well, how, like, why me? Like, I'm not this perfect person. Like I, how am I supposed to be there to like provide advice or, you know, help heal people. And she looked at me and she was like, the goal is to not have others be inspired by your perfection. It's really about having them be inspired by your imperfections, you owning those imperfections and then letting them be inspired by those. And so I lead with that mentality that like, we are all imperfect. You know, we may see some, some look of perfection on the outside, but what's really underneath it all are just like a slew of imperfections that like make us who we are. For sure. I'm getting chills. That's so, that's so true. So, so true. And then sometimes they're really fucking funny and like lead right. to really funny situations. Right. But exactly. um, I can't wait to, you know, watch you do that. I like, I actually, I, I don't know. I have this weird intuitive sense. And when I know, I know uh-huh. I, I like saw my husband in a picture before. I mean, obviously before I ever met him and I was like, that's my husband. Like weird shit that I just like, no, I kind of just like know that this pilot's going to be a thing. Oh so, my gosh. That's amazing. I, yeah. yeah. I love, I just love that there, there was this, um, this exercise that we would do at my program and it it was kind of manifesting, but also we just called it an ideal scene. And you basically just write on a sheet of paper in the middle, you draw like a little heart and you say, I am. And then you do little spokes coming out from the heart and you speak in like it's happening now. So if I were to write something for this pilot, I'd be like, I am creating a pilot that's successful. I am. And it's, if you don't really focus on, um, you focus more on like the feelings you're experiencing rather than like the package it's coming in. So be like, I am joyously creating, I am having so much fun. You know, it's kind of like that. And so I need to do one of these for that. Cause I, I've like manifested a house before. Like mm-hmm. perfectly what it it's is crazy. So real. It's, yeah, so, it's real. so real. Yeah. It's so real. Yeah. It's really real. And, and like I said before, I think it's like, it's about being crystal clear about what you want and then just like working. Yeah. And like stepping into that. It's almost like your brain doesn't know the difference between reality and a well-imagined fantasy. Mm-hmm. So if you can really imagine that and embody what it would feel like if you already had these things, I think your brain just, there's no other choice. It's like, okay, this is happening. Totally agree. They're like setting intentions or like well-formed intentions to me are like instructions to the universe. Right. As long as it's aligned, right? Like it's totally. not like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like I want to own elephants. Like, like that I'm not going to be, yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to be like a professional basketball player or like, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Totally. It's then it goes all back to knowing yourself, exactly, and stepping into your light and what makes you unique, and and all, and knowing you're worth it and all of that. Right. Um. But speaking of your light and your true essence, I mean, we kind of tapped on this a bit when you were talking about like who the dope ass mom is, but or your inner dopeness. But I would love to know who your inner babe is. My inner babe, aka dope ass mom, mm-hmm. is freaking bold as hell, has so much fun, 
you know, she's optimistic. She is smart, kind, compassionate. She is still discovering who she is, but she's doing it with courage. And she's just free. That bitch is free. You know what I mean? Like, she's not conforming or trying to make someone else happy or trying to, you know, shape shift her way into a situation that's not for her. I think most of all, like, it's trust, right? Like, I trust that what is meant for me is coming for me. And then I'm not going to miss something that is destined for me. And that also, like, not to take it so seriously, you know, I can get so caught up in like, oh, if I don't do this, then this won't happen and this and just sort of letting go and I don't know, surrendering a little bit. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a mismatch of a thing, but. That is our, our true <laughs> essence is a, mis- is a mishmash though. Like think about it. Um, but thank you. That yeah. was beautiful. Thank you for being here. This is honestly one of the easiest conversations I've ever had. I, I feel know. so fun. very connected to you. Can't wait for you to help me pick out a light. Um, yes. But also can't wait to see you do all that you're going to do. Yeah. Um, I really loved having you. Thank you so much. Of course. And thank you all for listening. I'll see you back next week. But um, just remember the inner babe, you already have her. So keep tuning in to find her. And I promise we'll set that bitch free. Hey guys, it's Jack again. I'm still here. But now that you've listened and you know who your inner babe is and what she's all about, you might be wondering exactly how you can find her, ignite her, and then set that bitch free. Well, the good news is there are a lot of ways. First things first, find me on Instagram at Jack Goulds, where I go even deeper on some of the topics I cover on the podcast. I share personal anecdotes, a lot about my dog, and truthfully aim to bring a dose of honesty to your feeds. And I'd love nothing more than to connect with you on there. And then if you really can't get enough, you can also read my blogs, check out my recipes, and even sign up for a quick breakthrough session to learn more on yearnerbabe.com. But finally, and most importantly, if you know someone or you're someone who could benefit from a total reconnection to themselves and increased overall self-worth, you can find out more about my business and about my approach to mentality coaching at any of the aforementioned channels. DM me on Instagram. I always respond. Contact me through the website. Email me at Jacqueline at yourinnerbabe.com. And please, please comment and subscribe to this podcast. You guys listening and spreading the inner babe word means the absolute world to me. This episode was produced by Dante32.